There it is. All right, we're recording. Are we ready? I think we're. I think we're ready. I think I'm as ready as I as I will ever be. Nice. All right. Well, this is Leah and Alana watch the X Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. And that's basically everything you need to know. I'm Alana. I'm Leah. And I guess I could maybe start by just giving my background with the X-Files. I clearly have not seen it. This is the first time that I'm watching it. I don't really have any kind of like cultural knowledge of any of the plot lines. I have no idea what to expect from it. I've really never even seen like scenes from it out of context, I don't think. Brand new. She's brand so this new. Is, <laughs> yeah, this is all brand new to me. Um, but Leah, how familiar are you with the X-Files? So I've seen it. I've seen it all. I've seen it a lot. Um, I used to see it just on TV and it would always catch my attention. And then I was like, I'm going to do the damn thing and buckled in for all nine seasons. And then they were like, here's two more and don't forget about the films. Um, I love aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, it's, that's just like, yeah, that's just really what this, this boils down to. And so, you know, it, it was a natural love affair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I also really like spooky things. Yeah. You know, I think the reason I never got into the X-Files was because it, there's just so much of it. I really didn't even know how many seasons there were until oh, we started talking about it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why I've always avoided it. I always kind of was like, oh, that seems like something I would like, but it would take so much time and be such mm-hmm. an emotional commitment. Mm. But, you know, now that there's a pandemic happening, I, I really don't have anything else to do. So why not watch 180 hours of something? There was no excuses left for Alana when I when I would discuss it. I'd be like, I don't know why you're not watching it. Like, what is what is it that is keeping you so occupied now? And truly nothing. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. Um, so I'm finally watching it. I got her to commit to all of it and extra time to record this (laughs) yeah and the reason that we started this was really because I started watching the first episode and I just had so many thoughts about it that we were like you know what why don't we record them and see if anybody listens to what we have naturally we would assume that everyone wants to hear what we think but I mean I, I, I do think it is maybe it's not rare maybe it's just rare and the people that I know for there to be someone who's just never seen any of the X-Files when it came out in 1993. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, so I think, I think that's special. It is special. It is wild to me that this show is 27 years <laughs> old. That seems, and they're still maybe making more of it. I mean, I know they stopped, but only but, recently. Yeah. They've stopped before. <laughs> So I, I, I don't trust them. All okay, right. So, so first impressions. Of the first episode. Um, so what we're talking about today is the pilot episode. Mm. I don't know if I could even really give a recap of what happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what I, from what I gleaned, Scully, of course, is this young FBI agent. She's been in the FBI for two years. She somehow gets saddled with this spooky guy who everyone makes fun of, and he's kind of like the weird guy um, who works in the basement, and they want her to debunk his department. Um, And then they go on their first mission, I guess, or first... (laughs) case. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it's not a mission per se. Um, and that's, that, that's really where I get a little lost is what happens in this alien encounter, but we can get into that. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of the first thing that I thought watching this was 
Scully is this young FBI agent who is recruited out of med school. I don't know how often that happens, but she's recruited (laughs) right out of med school. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like a strange place to go. Like, I mean, I don't work for the FBI. I don't plan on it. But I just don't quite see how, like, in their meetings, they're like, who would be really good at solving the top crimes of the nation? Right. Probably Uh, doctors. Yeah, a med school student. Um, Yeah. That's who we need. But she... She's been an FBI agent for two years, and then she gets this assignment to debunk this Mm X-Files department, Mm -hmm. essentially. And I think if I were her, I would probably be pretty angry that they're, like, sidelining my career to this department that they want nothing to do with, and I have to go work in the basement with this spooky guy. I mean... In all honesty, that wouldn't make me angry. That's like my dream. But if I yeah, right, that's your was, personal dream. Exactly, that's my personal dream to work in a basement with someone who's just super into aliens and ghosts and paranormal yeah. things. Well, that's um, essentially what we're doing now. Right. Exactly. But if I was a career-oriented person, like I think we're led to believe Scully is, I would be very angry about that. Yeah, it's, it seems like a very unfair assignment, because it's either, like, you know, she goes, debunks it, and, like, and then, and then what? And, like, none of her investigative work would be real. It would just be her proving that this guy's is not. Yeah. I don't, I, or, or she's like, oh, shit, aliens are cool. So the FBI really took a chance on that one. <laughs> but that's why, so that's, she's a doctor, so it's science. She's, everything has to be fact-based. So, like, why would she believe in any of this spooky shit? Right. I think also I don't really understand why they need her to debunk him. I mean, he's one person who they already clearly yeah. aren't investing a lot in. Why can't they just fire him well because I guess I don't know why why but Mulder is relentless is what you will learn over the next <laughs> I think it's gonna take us a couple years to watch this but he <laughs> he um he doesn't quit and I mean, the X-Files existed before. Like, he came across these files and was like, I'm super into this. I'm going to try and solve them all, I guess. <laughs> and then after I was like, yeah, well, we'll put him in a basement and whatever. But I think he kept – he. I, I guess they don't go into his, his previous life, but you'll see, especially as the show goes on, like, he – makes everyone's life help because people just not let this go. So like, I I don't know why they can't just shut it down. I guess because these cases exist. And so they have to then be like, well, they exist, but here's why they're made up or not true. Or like, you know, there's no actual evidence. Also just so that they could bring us the greatest TV show of all time. Sure. Yeah, of course. But hearing you say that reminded me that I think they do say in like one line or something that Mulder solved some big serial killer case and then Mm -hmm. was essentially allowed to do whatever he wanted because he solved one case which is yes which is incredible (laughs) i wish that all jobs worked like that you're like you Uh, did this one thing really well so we're not gonna ever bother you again and you can just do what do what pleases you (laughs) um but yeah no he i mean he he went to oxford he's very smart really into psychology, good at profiling. And he was like, I'm going to put all that to use on aliens and the supernatural. I mean, good for him. I didn't get any of that from this episode. I believe that he is probably smart and good at solving things um, and profiling people. I don't know if I picked that up in this episode per se. That's fair. That's there could have been spoilers there, but I don't think anything that's going to really harm your, your watching on the show. I, I, 
maybe maybe they don't reference it in the first one, but I do know that there's this part where when they ask Scully if they if if she knows anything about Mulder, and that's when she kind of says a little bit of that, I think. Um because she just, like, recites his bio, but, like, I don't know if prior to then she knew that this was who she was being partnered with, so she, like, went and, like, researched him and, like, had this answer ready, like, you know, a professional woman would for a job interview, or if she just, like, really knows all about him for no reason. I kind of like to think it's that one, but she probably just prepped for her interview. You know, I no, I kind of feel like it's maybe likely that she was already kind of into him because another big thing that I thought about this episode is that the sexual tension is just palpable immediately. And I wasn't expecting the second they're in the same room. It's a lot. I knew, I knew that their sexual tension was obviously a big part of the show and why the show lasted Mm. so long. I guess I thought that it was going to, build to it and it really just hit the ground running with it there was no build-up it was just immediate yeah well the build-up is the rest of the series (laughs) (laughs) the build-up is like this is like this is the ground floor like nothing this is nothing Mm -hmm. they only can go up from here you know and um that is why it is so frustrating to watch (laughs) but it really is like like I said she knows everything about him and the second you know she knocks on the door first of all Holder's first line in the show is sorry nobody down here but the FBI's most wanted and I'm like (laughs) the sarcasm from the get-go but then he recites her bio he's like this is what you did your dissertation on I'm like all right yeah, that's okay. true. I I didn't note that, but yeah, obsessed, they're both just like already with each other. Yeah, I do think that probably every time someone knocks on his door, he says the he says how he greets them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, I think that's probably why she doesn't seem angry about the assignment. She, I mean, oh yeah. There's a little bit resistance in their a little bit of resistance in their first conversation, and she's like, "This stuff isn't true," but she clearly already likes him. I mean, that's yeah. just like oh, yeah. very. She's obvious. interested. She's curious. Even even when <laughs> she first calls him Spooky Boulder when they like ask her, and she's like talking about his reputation, she like giggles as she says it. I'm like. This girl's got that scribbled in her diary somewhere. <laughs> and I don't blame her. I, I really don't blame oh, yeah. her. No. She's only human. I was shocked and scandalized in this episode when just... So I guess what happens is that they're on assignment in whatever state. <laughs> yes. What state are they in? Well, this is up for debate. Um, As pronounced in the show, it would be the state of Oregon. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer that that is not how you pronounce the name of that state. Um, I believe it's a classic silent E, and we don't need to draw attention to it. So it's it's Oregon. That's what you're saying it is? More like Oregon. 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 I've always, I've always said it Oregon, but I know that that's wrong, but I don't know what the correct pronunciation is. Well, it's not Oregon. (laughs) So whatever it is, the show is wrong. Yeah, that's (laughs) from the beginning. um, That's all we know. So yes, they, they are on assignment there. Um, They're on the case. And, um, there's been an alien encounters, except that's obviously can't possibly be that. It's just that four people from the same graduating class have turned up murdered in the woods. Yeah. With those little, essentially what to me look like vampire bites in their back, but this is not a vampire episode. 
Yeah, you know, we'll get to those. <laughs> really when it gets into the alien stuff here is when this episode kind of loses me because I guess yeah, uh, a tough time. <laughs> jumping ahead to like the explanation <laughs> of what's happening. This is my understanding of what's happening. The aliens are possessing a guy in a coma and the mm. guy then at night is going into the woods murdering women is is that what's happening <laughs> well I guess I don't know I don't see it as he's murdering them I think he's I do think he is being possessed by them somehow okay um, I got that at least yeah because and he but he's not aware that he's doing it yes and well he's in he's, a coma right right except for in the middle of the night when he can walk Mm-hmm. Um, and he brings, I, I do think there, it wasn't only women, but they only focus on women in the pilot. Um, but, um, and then he's just like laying them out, but I don't know that he's committing a murder. Okay. I think the aliens are doing it. Whether they're, like, abducting them, doing an experiment, and then, like, dropping them back down, whatever that thing that pokes into their lower back is. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they don't really need the guy in the coma to accomplish abducting the people in the forest. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure why he was the puzzle piece for them, but... But that's how these aliens chose to operate. They were like, we're going to get a human accomplice so that it can be linked to someone that's not us. Little did they know, Spooky Mulder's on the case. Yeah, and you know, uh, that brings me to something that Spooky Mulder says when he's kind of like laying out the theory that the aliens are possessing this guy in the coma. At one point, he says something like, this is a classic alien scenario. Like it has all the makings of a classic alien case, which I've never heard of an alien abduction story that's like aliens possessed a guy who was in a coma. But apparently Mulder has. Well, but they didn't know that at the start. They didn't but know Mulder that. Did. I think Mulder Mulder suspected. <laughs> Mulder's Mulder's pretty much always right. <laughs> very frustrating I'm gonna have to like keep a tally during this rewatch like the times when he's wrong because he's right a lot (laughs) which I guess is kind of the point of the show if he was wrong then it it wouldn't be about aliens you know Um, that is something that surprised me about the dynamic of the show because I guess in my mind I always imagined I knew it was like kind of like Scully is like the science disbeliever Mm -hmm. And Mulder is, like, the the paranormal believer. And I thought it would be more of, like, an equal, like, who's right? And, like, leaving it, like, more vague. But it's really not. Like, we know from the get-go that Scully is going to be wrong every time she's skeptical. (laughs) We're from the beginning, like, Scully, you idiot. Why don't you believe in this? Obviously, it's the aliens. Like, stop looking for science. Yeah, I mean, but it does, you know, she finds some science sometimes, and that's when it's like, oh, oh shit, (laughs) she's not debunking them. (laughs) This is my guess for every season of the show. I'm assuming that there's like one episode a season, maybe two, where they're investigating something. Mm-hmm. And Mulder think it's, thinks it's an alien or something paranormal. And Scully's like, no, it's not. It's a person. And it ends up being like a human murderer. And the twist is that actually in mm-hmm. this episode, the humans are the monsters. That is mm-hmm. what I believe happens maybe okay. once per season. Well, we'll check back in on that theory. <laughs> okay, great. Because I mean, the sh- like, it's, yeah, it's a lot of aliens and like, when we get into it, you know, there's, like, a mythology that exists strictly within, like, the plotline of the show, and then there are, like, the other, like, and the pilot really is, like, part of that mythology, which, like, I kind of forget when I watch it, and I'm like, oh, they're setting this up, 
But then there are ones that are just like standalone episodes, like Monsters of the Week. And I don't want to spoil them all, but it's not like only aliens. Like it's other things and like they can just be like supernatural powers. So it doesn't have to be one of the greys, which is the aliens. They're not little green guys. And Mulder really wants you to know that. (laughs) He's very concerned that people think they're in the wrong color. Like, that's that's a big part of it for him. Interesting. Okay. Can't wait to get into that discussion. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's difficult for me trying to, like, discuss things from the show and not reference. (laughs) And, like, like, maybe there will just be times where I'm, like, I have no comment on that. (laughs) But, like, the pilot, like, there are some episodes where, like, they kind of draw back on it, and, like, the pilot is one of them. So, like, memorize it. Remember it. Don't forget it. Then I'll bring this up because maybe this becomes a plot line later. There is a part in this episode where he and Scully are driving on a road and then all Mm. of a sudden it's like they cut to, well, they don't cut to anything, but all of a sudden it's like nine minutes later and they've lost time. They've lost nine minutes and Mulder's freaking out about it. And Scully's like, that's not possible. You can't lose time. Mm -hmm. And I was very just confused that they let this go because it's like okay what am I to believe they got abducted and then they were put back down or did they just drive through a Bermuda Triangle type area where they lost time I think and I could be perceiving this slightly wrong but I think it's just that an abduction took place at that time or like aliens came down at that time um because they were also, like, driving, and I think it was, like, a storm. Um, and there were, like, lights and shit. But I think it can affect anyone in the area. Because I do know it's a common occurrence for people to lose time, whether they've been abducted or, like, witnesses of an abduction. Okay. So okay. I, and, like, they do – they don't necessarily bring up exactly – those nine minutes in this episode but like it becomes a common theme and like kind of proof of like time has time stopped like and like in this aliens must be here um but you but you don't know it till later it's like you lose the time it's not like you can't recognize it while you're in it um but like in this one when that one girl is you know in in the road who she walked in the road she was paralyzed before that and then her watch is at, like, the same time as when Mulder and Scully lost time. And Scully noticed that and, like, didn't say anything for a while. Because she always, she'll, like, she'll see things and she'll know. And she'll be like, god damn it. Well, she doesn't right. want to admit to being she wrong. Can't. She all can't. The time. And she also, and she can't prove it. So it's also like, well, how, what is this really going to help in my report? It's just... The watch was stopped then, and and their watches also skipped nine minutes. I don't know. I'd call it evidence. I guess. I guess that's evidence. Um, I was just looking through my notes of what <laughs> I wrote down about this episode, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe this is going to get us on uh, a line of discussion that we shouldn't have but I wrote we're gonna have them all (laughs) (laughs) I wrote down uh, so Scully and uh Mulder FBI agents Mm -hmm. um is do we want to in in our current times right now uh, is the FBI part of the system that we want to defund do we Mm. want to defund Scully and Mulder is my question well, that's, that's, that's a good question that maybe, maybe I don't have an answer to. I, my instinct is, yes, it's probably part of the same structure. Um, because it's just, 
the police at a higher level. Right. FBI agents are just police officers that are given, I guess, special jurisdiction is my understanding. Right. 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 So I think, yes, but I would also, as a, as a side to that, say that I don't think we'd want to defund Boulder and Scully because their work primarily doesn't deal with humans. Okay. We defund- so I think we defund the FBI and we, we champion the X-Files. Yeah, we defund everything but the X-Files. The X-Files is the only department of the FBI that, that gets yeah, to Yeah, it's the remain. only one that should, should remain. Um, yeah. But that is tricky. I, I was thinking about that in a recent one um, because I was thinking there are so many times I watch the show mostly with my mom and there are so often when they're, you know, on a case, they're doing something, they're chasing someone and we're sitting there like screaming like, why don't you have your gun out? And I'm like, I <laughs> do not feel this way in normal life. I don't think that they should have their guns out. Police, as we know, use their guns too often. And yet when it comes to me watching this show, I'm like, they need to be pulling their guns out right now. Or we'll be like, why aren't you shooting? (laughs) I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That's the wrong question. But I don't want them to shoot to kill, you know? I just... Shoot to maim? Yeah, or, like, shoot to scare. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Because they, they, I, maybe, maybe I'll have to pay closer attention to this, too, but I feel like they don't, they shoot way less than the average cop, is what it seems like. I mean, that makes sense, because I imagine guns don't work effectively against things like aliens and paranormal. Right, they don't, they don't always know. Yeah. If it's good, because sometimes there are, you know, like there are vampire episodes. We know to kill vampires, you, you got to do a stake to the heart. Yeah, not, no, a, gun's not, not a gun. Gonna help you. Gun's <laughs> a, unless it's unless it's a gun that's loaded with a wooden bullet. Wooden bullet. Yeah, it's not gonna right. help you. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I think that that maybe this is something we continue to revisit as as this goes on because. Yeah, we got to keep asking the hard questions. Of, yeah, that's right. Do we want to defund Scully and Mulder? Yeah, and like the the further we go, like the more current the episodes are getting. Like season ten and eleven were like two thousand sixteen to eighteen, so like mm-hmm. very different political climate than nineteen ninety three. That is true. I assume. <laughs> okay, another big scene in this episode for me and we kind of already touched on this with the sexual tension but um Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. first of all there was a scene that to start with scandalized me because Mulder shows up to Scully's I guess motel room at night and he's going on a run (laughs) but the first time I watched this I just I didn't realize I I must have been I don't know not paying attention. I thought he was just like showing up to her house in the middle of the night, being like, "Hey, mm-hmm. want to go on a run with me?" And I thought that was very forward for um, two colleagues that just started working just together. Met. There are very very few boundaries yeah. um, in this relationship, and that only grows <laughs> clearly because only like who knows ten to fifteen minutes later, Scully <laughs> shows up at Mulder's door in her underwear carrying yeah. a candle saying please look at my body by candlelight by candlelight yeah she's in she's in her robe i mean yeah one of the notes that i i actually just have is scully is in her underwear oh my god like that's all i wrote because that, that does not that becomes a lot less common i i really hate to to burst your bubble but i i don't know if they were just trying to capture the audience with like some minor hinted nudity, but I mean, it probably worked. It, she's did. Like, it captured me it for takes sure. Takes her robe off and she's in like her little underwear and she has the bites on her back or whatever hell that is. And so she like runs to Mulder's room with her little candle and doesn't say anything 
and just drops the robe. It's like, I would maybe start with, there's something on my back. Can you look at it? Because she literally just drops it. And I'm like, dude, what do you think that he thinks is happening right now? Because I guarantee he's not thinking that he should be checking your body for alien marks. But he does. And then he says, oh, he pauses. Those are just, he, pauses. <laughs> he really takes a good look. He really puts that candle right up against her butt. Yeah, the um, wax was close. It was very close. And then he says, no, those are just mosquito bites, which I don't think they look like mosquito bites. They also look exactly like the other markings yes, on those people. But I, I mean, uh, he clearly got a better look than we did. Sure. And he is always right. So I assume they are right. just three mosquito bites. Yeah, but he, they definitely were pushing it with that, I would say. They were really, they were really teasing the audience, making us think. And then just instantly, she's so relieved and just like collapses into his body. And I'm like, was the power out at this time or did they just like candles? <laughs> I do think the power was out because I think it was like the storm was happening. This was like after they got home. We're back to the motel, not to confuse you. Because it was after the skipped time, Yeah, I think. And after the she did the autopsy on the body, which, first of all, could we talk about? We're just really jumping all over the place here. But when they decide to dig up that kid's body. Yeah. And then they throw the entire coffin down the hill. <laughs> Like, is that the first time they ever had to remove a coffin from the ground? Because no one had control of that. They just threw it, and then Mulder made a joke about it, and then immediately yelled at all of them. He, like, he like was like, I'm going to take a moment to say the thing that I want to say, and then I'm going to be like, what are you guys doing? Pick this up. <laughs> I forgot about that scene because that scene was so wild to me that it just, like, <laughs> left my mind. You really, you, you experienced maybe a time loss while you were watching this. Honestly, maybe. And I also was unclear about that body and if mm. it was a deformed what it, what it is. human skeleton or if it was an alien. And if it was an alien, why was it in that coffin? Right. Yeah. It almost, they almost presented as like someone swapped the body mm -hmm. or like buried somebody different. But it is, it's just the guy, right? Like, it's just, and his body has, or is it not? Oh, my God. I don't, I don't know. I did not get answers on this. Um, I forget what Scully says when she does the autopsy, but she finds God something that's like, he not, has a medical degree yeah. so that she could do this autopsy. <laughs> There's a lot of Scully autopsy scenes in your future. <laughs> It's like most of what she does. <laughs> like that's why they recruited her. This is why they recruit med med specifically students. for autopsies. Yeah, they're like we're going to be needing a lot of autopsies of questionable bodies, and we're never really going to be sure if uh, it's a human or not. But in the autopsy is when she finds the thing up his nose, the little metal thing yeah. you do. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, I guess it just didn't look like a normal corpse to me, is it no, was my issue. That, that's, that is clear, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's just like a shriveled black, like it almost looks as though the body had been like fully burnt. Yeah. Now I, but I do, I guess either way, because I do feel like she, in autopsying it, like, you know, the gene structure, I don't know what she was looking at, was, like, not quite human, but that could occur from maybe the abduction. If they did something to the body, it could cause this reaction. It might not be, because I don't, I, I mean, unless, you know, someone in the town is involved, which, like, 
potentially that one cop was like a little weird about everything. Um, unless they swapped it, like I don't think it the aliens would like let their let their bodies be buried on Earth. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why they would want that. Like, what purpose would it serve for them to like swap yeah, the bodies? It's very. sleeping's a lot of evidence (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it's very weird but I do think that it was just you know whatever that guy's name was Um, yeah am I correct in saying that the police officer or the sheriff or whatever that is like mm -hmm. mainly featured in this is the father of the kid in the coma yes yes he is Billy's dad okay that's what I thought Yeah. yeah I also thought it was because he shows up kind of in the woods at one point and he's pointing a gun at Scully and Mulder, even though he knows they're FBI agents (laughs) and they keep saying we're FBI agents, which just made me laugh because I feel like in most shows, FBI agents come in with like a lot of force and like take over everything from local police. But in this show, they have no power at all. Yeah. And it it kind of depends. Definitely in this episode, it does seem that way. And I think a lot of it is that even though they are FBI agents, they are on the X-Files. And so, like, they're not as legitimate in other people's eyes. And just because they do, they really get a lot of pushback from local police departments, which might be a thing that happens I, I don't know. Cops seem very protective of everything they do, so I can only assume they'd be angry if someone higher up came in. But I think that because everything they, they do is, like, trying to prove that it's, like, a paranormal thing, like, it would cause even more pushback and for them to be seen as not as serious, even though they are serious and they're right. And, you know, I get it. It, It's hard for people to understand that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, he is Billy's dad, which is kind of connects to, like, why he didn't want them to be in the woods. Because, like, he knew, right? He knew. That was my understanding, was that he was trying to protect him, his son. But I, I... I don't understand. Why? <laughs> yeah. Like, did like did he think that his son was just like straight up lying while being in a coma, murdering right. people in the woods in the middle of the night? And he was like, "I got your back, dude. Don't even worry about it." Or what? Like, what? I don't. I'd love to know more. Yeah, I. That's unclear to me. Um, cause like, wouldn't he be like, do you think he was going into his like son's hospital room during the day and being like, Hey dude, I know you're alive. It's cool. Like I got you. <laughs> I know you're, I know you're awake. Like it's fine. I don't, I, I think he just ignored it all and just wanted everybody else to do the same. Yeah, I mean, that's... A questionable tactic for a cop and for a father. (laughs) Right, I think this is going back to, this is why we want to defund the police, because, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they're covering up for their murdering sons who they think are not in comas. But he was, he was just, he was just possessed. I don't know if that's the right term for it, but... His body was being used without his permission. So I think that's a possession. Yeah. I, I guess another um, important thing that this episode reveals is mm-hmm. right after Scully comes to Mulder by candlelight in her underwear, mm-hmm. they then cut to a scene where they're just like in Mulder. Mulder's room, I guess, and Scully's laying in his bed, and they're just, like, having a deep life chat. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, Mulder, <laughs> which is also v- extremely intimate for two people who just started working together. Yeah. Um, but Mulder says that when, I think when he was eight, or when his sister mm. was eight, her, his sister was abducted, and that kind mm-hmm. of led him down this life path, which is also kind of 
I guess I understand why it happens. Like if you're young and your sister disappears, like sure, aliens yeah. seem like a a viable option for what happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna just guess that this becomes a, a plot line that follows through the series. Oh yeah, a big one. But it's like also like they, it comes and goes because you know they had to make. 1 billion episodes, but it's definitely, like, a recurring theme and, like, very much drives a lot of what Mulder is doing. Sometimes comes in conflict with it because they're like, Mulder, maybe, do you think that you're just trying to connect this to your sister, but it's not an alien? But, of course, it's probably an alien. Um, But, yeah, they definitely... They set that up for a reason, and um, was she abducted? (sighs) Will we ever know? I would love if this is like 11 seasons in and two movies in, and they still haven't answered whether she was abducted (laughs) or not. I don't, I kind of doubt that happens, but I would enjoy that. Yeah, if they, they take a long time with some of this stuff. Like, I don't know if I don't know how, like, network television worked in the 90s, but, like, it really seems like they knew that they were going to have as long as they wanted to work through these plot lines. Because some of them, it's like eight seasons later, and you're like, did you just wrap up that thing you started in season one? Like, what if the show was canceled? Like, I guess... I guess that's what happens with any show that's canceled is you don't get things wrapped up. But I'm like, you guys really, really played the long game on this. But it keeps you interested. keeps you coming back. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense why there were so many seasons and movies. Um, Another thing that I wrote down, which we could maybe just generally talk about is... Mm -hmm. I, what I actually wrote down is just the words, Scully's huge blazers. Uh, <laughs> yes, you mean incredible 90s wardrobe. Yes. Um, they are huge. They're so they, big on her. And she's also seemingly very small. I don't know how tall she actually is. She's, I, so, <laughs> Google it. Because okay. I felt the same way. And she's five foot three. Okay. But I'm five foot three. And I feel as though she is way smaller than I am. But, and so I, it, it got me really thinking because I was like, okay, she's five three. David Duchovny is six foot. I had to Google that too. So you've got a big height difference. And yet she still looks so small that I'm like, are, and she's wearing heels. Yeah, a she lot. wears heels a lot. She wears. I don't, I get really upset over it because I'm like, she is chasing things through the woods, down the hallways, just everywhere. And she's running in her little heels as though it's easy. But I just, I question, uh, do we just not see a lot of (laughs) actresses that are 5'3"? Like, why does it seem like everybody is taller than her? Is it, I I, is it just because she's paired with David Duchovny so much that she looks small and maybe if there were like maybe. shorter people she was around her? To? Yeah. yeah. But I, that is a good point in that like 5'3 with heels, like she should probably be like at least 5'6, which isn't that maybe short. Maybe 5'5. Five five. They're not tremendously high. Yeah, that's true. They're not full stilettos, which I think would be laughable, but like, I wouldn't put it past them. (laughs) Maybe David Duchovny is taller than six foot. Maybe that's wrong. Maybe he's, he's even taller than that. Google is incorrect. I don't know. I feel like that's, um, that's going to be a question we have to explore. Is David Duchovny actually (laughs) six feet tall? Yeah. We're going to get to the bottom of this by the end of the podcast. <laughs> I do yeah, love she, her fashion, though. And her, bla- yes. her blazers are, like, I would love to wear a blazer that big. I don't think it would look 
correct on me because I am not as small as she is. Yeah. But I do think that I it, love it, it. It makes her look smaller. Yes. Because they're <laughs> putting her in these clothes, which I guess just really was probably the fashion of the time. But they are <laughs> so big. They're really big. I wonder if. I mean, I know that they're not, but it would be funny if sometimes she's just wearing David Duchovny's blazers and that's how big they are on her. Yeah. That would be, that would be quite something. I do think though, genuinely, if she were to put on one of his blazers, they would be so much bigger. (laughs) That's probably true. Like we think these ones are big, but like they fit her, they're just big. But his, like, would probably cover her little hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. I picture it, like, when a small child puts on, like, their dad's, like, blazer or coat, and it's just, like, ridiculous. Like, that's how I assume it would look on her. She would yeah. get even smaller within it. Yeah, you make a good point. Her arms are definitely not as long as David Duchovny's are. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I have I have a note. And I, I think about this a lot, and it's not even um, necessarily directly related to the show, but Jillian Anderson is British-American. Right. Okay. So she's obviously American in this show, and it just speaks that way. But then in most of her work now, she's british but when she does interviews, it like switches back and forth and it's like mostly British now. But I think that her, I think her face looks completely different depending on what accent she's using. Her face looks different? Yes, I think, I, maybe maybe you don't see, but like, can you picture Scully speaking in a, in like Jillian's British accent? No. Like it wouldn't make sense. No. And then if you picture, like, any of her current work, like sex education or something like that, like, if she spoke with an American accent, it would look wrong. Yeah. And I'm (laughs) convinced that, like, the way she holds her mouth changes depending on, like, the dialect she's using. And I don't know if there's, like, science to that. But I want you to think about it when you watch it. Because... You know, I'm going to think about it. And I, you know, if we if we end up getting like a website or something, we should post screenshots of her American roles next to her British roles. Um, something, there's something to it. I got it. And let you. the people decide. Um, yeah. I do think, I mean, she obviously looks different in sex ed- education. That's the most recent thing I've watched yeah. with her. I mean, to be but fair. It's that's like also like 30 years <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. That's a that. that's know. an interesting theory. I don't I I only speak in this voice. I don't have like another British persona. And I don't really know any actors other than her that do both but like in their normal life too. So I don't well, I have, think that's not a normal thing to have. It's not normal. <laughs> to have a an American accent and British accent in your actual real life. That seems extremely odd. It does, but it is it is this way. <laughs> it is. It is. Because for like for a while ago I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe she did a British ac- or like an American accent this whole show." <laughs> Like, if you watch her, like, any interview from that time or, like, this behind the scenes or, like, bloopers, like, she doesn't, like, she's just American the whole time. Like, it doesn't come out. There's no hint of her being British. But now she's just British. Maybe she was just very deeply method acting for the entire series of The X-Files. Maybe. We'll have to look into this more. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to come back to this. Well. (laughs) (laughs) The last note I wrote here, which I'm sorry for writing it. I feel like it'll make people angry. But I wrote, Mulder is anti-science. He'd be an anti-masker. 
That's that's a bold claim. I mean, um, I don't. I guess I. I don't. Maybe I don't know enough about him to um, <laughs> to really yeah. like gauge his reaction to wearing masks during a pandemic. But I do believe that he is very um, pro conspiracy theories. Yes. So and I. It's possible. I, I agree. I think it's possible. I think that I don't even, I don't see him as anti-science. He, cause like his whole thing is that like, I think like he says something to this regard in like the first couple episodes, but basically like all of these cases that are in the X-Files can't be explained by science. So like when you can't explain it by science, why wouldn't you look at other options? And yeah. so I, I think he would, I hope he would wear a mask. I had another, no, oh, I wrote down something similar as a note on a later episode, but it could come up at any point. He would definitely think that COVID is from aliens, right? Like, <laughs> For sure. I think yeah. there would just be a moment where he's like, did anybody stop to consider that this thing is extraterrestrial <laughs> and that's why we can't stop it? <laughs> yeah. And if he said that, based on what we know about him and this show, he would be correct. He would be right. He would be right. So I think there's something to that. And I think that, no, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, now you have to say it. I, Well, no, I was just, I don't know. What if it's alien? I mean, look, we don't know. It could be. We don't know enough about it yet. So <laughs> someone one day is going to listen to this and be like, okay, so literally we actually have the science of it and it did come from this and it is related to like other like COVID and SARS like viruses. And I'm going to be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> there are a lot of times I felt just in this first episode where Scully would say something like, that's not science. That's not how science works. Science works in a way, and this is not it. So, and Mulder would just kind of shrug and be like, well, oh, well. <laughs> like, he had no argument to her point of it, right. like, violating the laws of science. He was just like, I, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. Too bad. <laughs> that's That's a good point. But I do think, I do think that in terms of the rules of science, those exist within, like, the human realm. Like, they're rules based on what we know and have access to. So, like, there somewhere is an alien science that is completely different than how ours operates. So I think that maybe he should express that like I'm expressing it because you're right. He does just kind of like, he's like, well, I don't know, but it's like, no, it's like, well, these are the rules of science, but if an alien did it, it would be different. It's a different handbook. Yeah. I would love to hear him express that. Don't hold your breath. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm just, I was just thinking about how long this, this journey is that we are embarking on here. This is, you have so much ahead of you. And I'm so excited for all of it. Like, I don't remember what that, that feels like. And I, I envy you. It's, it feels good. It feels good to know that I am never going to be bored again because I have endless amount of time devoted to the X-Files. Yeah, this is, this is it now. This is who you are. This is it. That is all the notes that I took on this episode. Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about about this episode? I think the only other notes I have are like, spoilers. (laughs) Like, there are certain (laughs) write those down. Well, but it's just that when I'm watching it, it comes up and like sometimes it's like something that I forgot because like this show 
has so much happen in it that I'm like, holy shit, like, that guy was in the first episode, and, like, he's a big part later, but I'm not gonna tell you, and then, like... Oh, I can't even guess who it is. Is it the corpse that was in the... <laughs> is it, it's, yep. That guy comes back um, <laughs> from his very, very unfortunate state. Um, but there, I mean, just, I think, like, the last scene of the episode, which if you don't remember, is, like, this guy who was in one of the, like, interviews with Scully, and then he puts that nose, I guess my main note is Scully leaves that, like, nose thingy with, um, Director Blevins, or, like, whatever his title is, as, like, her proof, and it's, like, it's just so clear that at this point that Scully hasn't learned that, like, she shouldn't trust people. Because, like, why would she give away their one thing that, like, potentially connects this? Because they're obviously not going to believe her. But then that guy takes it and he goes into the underpart of the Pentagon and, like, puts it in a little vial with a whole row yeah. of the same device. So... Don't, don't save that, save that image. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll save that. That did also remind me that I think Scully kind of like ends the episode typing up her report, um, which I kind of imagine she's going to do every episode. And that just feels like very Carrie Bradshaw sex in the city. (laughs) Sometimes it's like throughout, sometimes it's in the middle and sometimes it's, it's not there, but it, it does. It is there a lot. Okay. I would love if, if she started to get, like, personal with it and it turned more into a diary of her time with Mulder <laughs> than about the cases. That's what we all want, but her time with Mulder is not known to anyone. Oh. It's, it's, I'm like, don't, don't bring it up. <laughs> Very it's upsetting. Pride. It's private. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it is, it is, I think the word I want to use is infuriating to see how skeptical and oblivious Scully is at the very beginning. That's interesting because I would assume that would be how she is without, throughout the whole show, that they would keep that dynamic of she's a skeptic. Well, um, it's not that the it's not that the dynamic goes away because that is sort of the basis of it, but like you're working on the X Files for nine years, you're gonna see some shit and you're gonna you're gonna expand your mind a little, right? So it's like she's still kind of always rooted in the same skepticism and science. But like she grows. There's character growth, which is great. It would be really stupid if after 10 years, they were both just like, nope, we are the same. Yeah. And I guess, you know, she can only be wrong so many times. And we know from the very beginning, she's wrong. So I imagine that will get a little tiring for her to just always be wrong. She's gotta, she just has to open her mind a little, you know, and like, you can see it starting to happen in this one. She thought that she was attacked by an alien by the middle of this episode. That's true. That's she didn't true. She didn't quite necessarily believe it, but she was so scared she ran to Mulder's room in her underwear, so. <laughs> or it was just, like, a nice little excuse. Right. She, she knew was, they were mosquitoites. She, she was laying the bait right there. <laughs> yeah. She was like, let me just see what this does. <laughs> Maybe after I debunk his whole project, we can fall in love. I hope so. I hope that's where this goes. Oh, buckle up. (laughs) You know, that's really all, that's all I'll say. All right. Well, that's it. We did the first episode. We did it. We did it. Congrats to us. I think we nailed it. (laughs) I think we did a, a great job 
not discussing the plot in a linear format at all. Yeah, no. Why do we need to? We don't need to. No. If you're listening to this, you've probably seen it. And if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're listening to this. Sure. Yes. And if you are listening to this and you made it this far, just let me say thanks. Thanks for doing that. (laughs) Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think we're going to sign off and we have just a feeling that we want to put out into the world, which Mm. to sign this off, which is aliens. If you're out there, please come get us because we're very scared. Terrified. And that's it. Thanks y'all. See you next time. Forever.